You know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B. and Marty, uh, Marty, are on tap to help <laughs> us navigate the show. We're having some video issues, so if you're usually watching the uh, live stream and you can't see what is happening it's not on your end it's on our end yeah and uh, the capable marty is working on it and he'll get it up and going as soon as he does we will have it there for you so just mm-hmm. if you could you know listen people like oh listen i mean you know <laughs> so like <laughs> if, you know that's like so last year yeah. like come on um, anyway, but but just to let our, our viewers know that if you are experiencing some dif- difficulty, technical difficulties, it's on our end, not yours. So we're working on that. We'll get it up and going just as soon as we can. In the meantime, though, there is a lot of ground um, to cover. Th- so I just want to jump right into content today. I want to explore um, and looking at the culture, which is what we do here. I want to explore the resistance that the ungodly love and the resistance that they hate. And so what I want to do is I want to take um, a total of about five stories, which is very ambitious. You guys know if you listen. And I I want to go through these stories here. And again, as I do from time to time, I just kind of want to juxtapose them just a little bit and, and just sort of present to you the type of resistance that the godless among us love versus the type of resistance that they hate. And you can see how it all plays out, what they love, what they hate. And just I spoiler alert. Um, they hate <laughs> the resistance to wickedness. They mm. love the resistance to righteous. Wait, wait, they hate the, res- wait, hold on, hold on a second. Mm. Let me make sure I say it right. Hold on. <laughs> they hate mm-hmm. resistance to wickedness. They yes. love resistance to righteousness. To righteousness. That's yeah. how I want to say I, that. I, I thought that maybe, Is that where I was going? I think so. I think okay. So. I think you had it right. It's funny. I tripped over my own verbal ropes. Like I was, I was, it was double Dutch. I was jumping. And then all of a sudden I just, I wasn't sure, but I wanted to make sure that I communicated clearly uh, because that's what we're dealing with. When we talk about the us and the them, and we talk about, you know, what groups we're a part of. Wow. What a downgrade that um, in so many instances, we've spent so much um, futile time just talking about those things that don't matter. Right. But what really matters is that we are members of the body of Christ. And and when you think about the significance of that, what we will suffer for the the cause of Christ mm-hmm. of Christ unifies us in real time. Yeah. Now, of course, you're not suffering if you are not standing boldly on the side of truth. If you are willing to not make a big deal about that, then you're not going to suffer. But if you're willing to make a big deal about that, you're going to suffer. And indeed, those are going to be the things that unite us. Uh, We tell our kids all the time and we tell the kids at our local fellowship that if you are a Bible believing Christian uh, living in 21st century America, you are the minority and you will be persecuted. You will suffer for that. So we just want to form that muscle memory. We want to be ready. We want to be um, we want to anticipate that suffering so that it's not a surprise to us. Right. All right. So here are three stories. This is on the side of the resistance that they love. I want to talk about mm. this, the resistance that they love. 
people who listen on a regular basis, you know who I who I mean when I say they, right? Because we outline this and we define our terms. That's right. Who's us? Who's they? Okay. So here's the resistance that they love. This is one story here. This is from Fox News. Uh, a protester in Los Angeles. I watched the video here and I was like, oh my goodness, I could not believe it. Um, but the video is just horrific to watch. But a protester in Los Angeles was tackled by the Secret Service on Wednesday <laughs> after she walked out onto the street and approached President Biden's motorcade. Mm-hmm. The president was in downtown Los Angeles for the uh, Summit of the Americas, and the woman had moved on to a blocked off street with a bullhorn and was quick. And when I when I say quickly (laughs) removed, we describe that as snatched. Okay, so like (laughs) they snatched her up like this one gentleman grabbed her um, super fast. You might say she actually resisted. If, if people have seen this video, she actually resisted. Like he, he yanks her like a rag doll. And the first time I saw the video, cause I saw the headline and I thought, Oh my goodness, who's, you know, what is going? And can I, I just look full transparency. I saw the headline. Okay. Um, Biden protester rushes motorcade. And I will just be 100% with you. I was like, this was in no way. This was not a conservative. I just, I, I don't know. There's just something I thought like, this is not, Someone who fears the Lord. This is not someone, even politically speaking, right? Like mm-hmm. basic on a basic level. I just, just I would have been very surprised. As it turns out, this woman was a pro murder activist, mm. and as she's approaching the motorcade, she is yelling. She is yelling as she approaches the motorcade um, about abortion. And then even while she's down on the ground, she's releasing some expletives. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, and and then she says uh, an abortion ban will not stop abortions, only safe ones. This is what this is what she's yelling out. This is what she's shouting. So here she is. And and it's crazy because you're like thinking, but but why you <laughs> New Orleans? Why are you rushing <laughs> Biden in them, though? You know, like I just I don't that is something. But but again, again, these people love this type of protest. They yeah. love this type of resistance. This is what they want to see more of. They want people to be um, to be stirred in this way. They want this type of what they call activism. It is actually more akin to terrorism, but they want these kinds of things to happen. So you can expect to continue reading stories like this, maybe not attacks on the president's motorcade. Maybe not. Hmm. You, you would hope at a certain no, I point. Don't, I don't think that will happen after this. <laughs> My goodness. I, I look, we have entered into such a decline um, in our country. And I know we talk about this on a regular basis. There is such a disrespect and a disregard for law enforcement, because even as I watched the video and, you know, I was I was shocked that not only as this woman is taken down, that she's resisting. She is like and I mean, resist, like pulls off the man's hat, pulls off the man's glasses. <laughs> like it, she is actively resisting. But there's another woman out in the crowd who starts approaching the scuffle. Mm. And and like you're thinking, what are you doing? Like, where is the respect? Where is the like, you know, I, I just I don't understand. And so you've, you've got other, um, you know, security, other officers move in to get this other woman who's walking up to the scuffle to move her back. Mm-hmm. And you go, guys, th- this is the result. This is what happens when you tell a society that they do not have to have respect for law enforcement. Yeah. When when you tell a society that they don't have to have a respect for law enforcement, you actually endanger them. 
personally, like on a personal level, you endanger them because you you cause them to feel as if they have the rights to do things that they don't have the rights to do. Mm. This mm. is this is bad for them. Right. It, now, it's not safe for the officers, but, but by comparison, it's worse for them. Do you understand? Because they're going in like, you know, able to leap a single a building in a single bound and all of these things. And, and it's like what you really should be doing is standing down. It promotes right? but, lawlessness. Exactly right. You know, that's what we're exactly seeing right. when you're seeing all this stuff. This is lawlessness. And the Bible talks about that as well. Yes, that this would be a feature of the yeah. last days of the yeah. time that we're living in. All right. So, again, so that's that's one story. Again, in the category of the resistance that they love, um, this story out of uh, out of Buffalo, New York. <sighs> Pro murder terrorists firebombed a pro-life Christian pregnancy center in mm. Buffalo, New York on Tuesday. Um, according to this article here, I want to say that this is from the Daily Signal, I believe, inflicting significant damage on the building and vandalizing the remains with their organization's name. This pro-abortion group, Jane's Revenge, it's a pro-murder murder group, okay, which has developed a reputation for resorting to violence, claimed responsibility for the attack, which left glass shattered and much of the interior of the Compass Care Office burned and destroyed that's according to the original wow. um r- reports by uh cbn the arsonist left graffiti on the walls that read jane was here um this organization uh, has committed to multiple or has has committed multiple incidents like this you'll be familiar with the one that we mentioned i want to say a few weeks ago at the wisconsin family action where the same thing happened um molotov cocktail thrown mm-hmm. through windows this is the kind of stuff that is going on. I thought this was very interesting in this article. Um, there is a bit of irony, irony that New York's governor not only ignored the violence, but instead, according to this article, earmarked $35 million in taxpayer funds to increase security at abortion clinics. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so while the mm. crisis pregnancy centers, while the pro-life women-focused, women-centered centers are being terrorized. Mm -hmm. You've got a governor who is beefing up security to abortion clinics. Like, why why are we doing that? Like, why is that happening? (laughs) Because evil. Because evil. Evil. (laughs) Pure evil. I mean, wow. Um. Again, this article kind of goes on just for for a little bit more, and I I think this is worth including. Adding insult to injury, the New York legislature passed a bill investigating pro-life pregnancy centers precisely because they do not perform abortions. Hmm. Pro-life pregnancy centers are being investigated by the New York legislature Hmm. because, or at the behest of the New York legislature, because they do not perform abortions. And so what's the, is the question like, so why aren't y'all doing that? (laughs) Is that the I mean, like, is that the I don't, I don't know. See, this is why I'm not in politics. This is why I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a legal analyst. I just don't. I, I try to figure out what's the extent of the investigation. Like, right. is the question, why aren't you guys killing babies here? I'm sure they have is, great, great answers for them if they want to listen. Right. Exactly. Come and sit down. I'm sure they've got some <laughs> multifold pamphlets that <laughs> yeah. they would be happy to share with them. They've got the word of God firmly. into. let's <laughs> let's have a conversation. You guys, your investigation can go as deep as you would like. That's right. You know, hopefully you would have some of the investigators that would that would leave. I think was it um, 
Oh, goodness. I, my Bible history. I should know this. Uh, who was it that said to the Apostle Paul, would you, are you trying to convince me? Like, are you trying to convert me? Right. I feel oh, like yeah. these investigators would be like this. I want to say Felix, but I don't think it was Felix. No, I can't remember. Agrippa. 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 And Paul is like, I wish you were like I am, except for these chains. <laughs> C- come get saved. Come receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Like, so, so keep investigating in particular the crisis, the Christian crisis pregnancy centers. Keep right. investigating them. Come come lean in closer and learn the information. Come see. Yeah, come see. Come and see. Yeah. All right. So again, this is on the side of the resistance that they love. Mm. They love resistance to what is righteous. Mm. They love resistance to what is good. So now let's continue on because I don't know if you have noticed that and, and we'll 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 um flip to the other side of this article as well. Um, well, I say the other side of the article, I've, I've got a I've got a legal pad divided. And on one <laughs> side, I've got the resistance that they love. And then on the other side, the resistance that they hate. And so I'm, I'm still on the on the left side. That's interesting. I didn't do that on purpose, but I'm still on the left side of the, of the legal pad <laughs> looking at the resistance that they I did not do that on purpose. It's just where I started and where it ended up. But appropriately so um, we learned a whole lot um, just a few days ago. Many people learned a whole lot about Mm. the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, I'm not a big sports fan, whatever the sport. Okay, people laugh. It's true. I often kind of trip all over myself trying to use sports analogies that I maybe heard once and I thought it was a good one and I mess it up. So I don't (laughs) know a lot about sports, but I'm now suddenly familiar with the Tampa Bay Rays because of this news being everywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. So but hang on for a second, because that's going to be on the side of the resistance that they hate. I want to stay on the side of the resistance that they love. And, but here's the point. This, the reason I bring that up before I'm, before I'm there is that that seemed to be everywhere. People were talking about these five players. It, it was almost sort of like a modern day, like, you know, Hebrew boys. You know what I mean? Right. It's like they made, it's like everybody, which turns out everybody <laughs> was not given in. There, there are more people who yeah. were not as vocal about it on the, on the team. But here's what is not kind of getting headline news. Even some of these liberal news outlets that you would think this would be so incredible they couldn't just tuck it away on like page 20 right is that there was an armed man arrested outside of judge kavanaugh's home Mm -hmm. who said that he went there to kill him to murder him to quote give his life purpose man now, I want to talk about this, and, and I, I know we forget because we got news cycles that happen by the second, no longer by the day, right? So I know we can forget what people say that could incite this type of behavior, but I want to talk about this story when we get back. And then I also want us to remember what Chuck Schumer said that um, almost seemed like a threat. And it, today... It <laughs> all right, we'll pick up right here when we get back. Aaron the Addisons, stay close. And they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Mm. That's a threat. 
I'm sorry. Welcome, welcome back to Aaron <laughs> the Addison's on American Family Radio. That was a journey back to March of 2020. I know that's a blur for a lot of people, but there were still things happening. Like life was still kind of going on. <laughs> yeah. And on March 2020, or back in March of 2020, the same day that the Supreme Court heard oral arguments in the case challenging the constitutionality of Louisiana law regulating abortion facilities is the day that Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer appeared at a pro-death rally on the steps of the court. And while he was there at the pro-death rally on the steps of the court, um, he called out Kavanaugh and Gorsuch by By name. name. Yes. You know, I I just don't understand. Well, how do they get I, away with this stuff? They shouldn't. Like you have they this whole shouldn't. January sixth thing going on, and you, but you have guys like made this. for TV movie, yeah. the made for TV movie. But you have this yeah. happening, and nobody like why aren't they investigating him and saying like he has to resign or whatever? Well, I would say if you can say that the president's comments, if you if if you if your whole defense is that the president incited a a, a riot or caused an insurrection. Then if you are standing up calling out two people by mm, name, by name, putting and, a target on their backs in a very literal sense, like yeah. you, you are calling you out these people by hit you hit. And look, how, the, how man. is that not like how 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 is that not look, how is that not inciting a murder? How, in, how is that not he calling be in forth? jail? He should be in jail. Like if 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 there was no partiality, he should be in <laughs> he should be in jail. It's Bottom almost line. like putting it's almost like putting a a public bounty on the head of those two justices. And right. here now we know, just in case some of our listeners are not familiar, um, but the suspect, uh, a 26 year old by the name of Nicholas John Ross. Mm, this is interesting. 26. He's 26. So he is either a super old Gen Z, like right on the the beginning of this generation it starts in 1997. So he's either like super old Gen Z or a very, very young millennial, like the tail end of the millennials heading into the Gen Z. At any rate, uh, 26-year-old John Rusk is is the alleged suspect. I think you have to say that, like, if you're, you know, whatever. Um, so the alleged suspect, an armed California man who was arrested near the Maryland home of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh on Wednesday morning. He was carrying a gun, a knife, and pepper spray, when he was arrested and he had made violent threats against Kavanaugh. This is according to sources. Rosk was picked up on a nearby street after calling police via 911 to report himself. But this is this is what's interesting. <laughs> and so I, I have the story here in front of me, but let me just kind of do this from memory. And if I fail to get some of the details and I'll go back and read it for you. But imagine, if you will, this man gets out of a taxi, gets out of a cab. Okay. Okay. Near near Justice Kavanaugh's home, and then he sees two U.S. marshals. Okay, outside of their vehicles, mm-hmm. he does an about face and goes walking in the opposite direction and decides, "Oh, you know what? I better go <laughs> ahead and turn myself in." He told officers that he wanted to quote give his life purpose. So he purchased the gun and other items for the purpose of breaking into Kavanaugh's home and killing the justice and then killing himself. He admitted in a second interview with the FBI of his intent to kill Kavanaugh himself, according to an affidavit, an affidavit that was submitted in support of the criminal complaint that is filed against him. He told detectives that he was upset about the leak of a recent Supreme Court draft decision. I want you to listen to this, guys. And now and I'm, I'm talking to people who I, I know 
that those of those of you who are listening, who read the word of God, who are discerning, and which, by the way, I think that this is one that even those who are not reading the Bible, they can catch it too, right? This this is falling into the category of that common grace. Like we we know it's written on the laws of our hearts that we do not murder people. And when I say the insanity of this, I don't mean that in a literal sense. I believe that this was calculated. I believe that this man is the product of our culture. Mm. I really do. Yeah, I believe I he is the product of our culture. I believe that this is what we have produced when we say that speech is violence. Right. When we have made people's activism sort of their highest sense of achievement. What are you doing for the cause? What are you doing for the movement? This They're compelling you to agree, compelling you to be an activist. Right. They're, they're compelling you. Why? So that your life can have purpose and significance so that so that you can be, you know, um, smeared across social media pages as having done something significant. You're walking in your truth. You got to live bold, be bold, do the difficult things. What's the call from the culture? Stay weird. <laughs> keep, keep doing those things that you, you don't 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 blend in. Never conform. All of these things. Right. These are the calls coming from the culture. And this guy at 26, he's a product of that. He is a product of that. Again, the 26-year-old suspect told detectives that he was upset about the leak of a recent Supreme Court draft decision regarding the right to an abortion, as well as the recent school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Now, this is interesting. He believed that Kavanaugh would side with the Second Amendment decisions that would loosen gun control laws. (laughs) So he showed up. (laughs) Right. Right. With a gun. Right. Guys, you just pause it. Just think about it for a second. Right. Just think about that for a second. When he turned himself in, he calls 911. Law enforcement descend on him while he's actually still on the phone with the 911 uh, dispatcher, who the one person who takes the call. This man is dressed in black clothing. He's carrying a backpack and a suitcase. And here's what they 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 later find in his suitcase. Okay, he's got a Glock 17 pistol. He's got a tactical knife. He's got two magazines. Okay, for the Glock 17 pistol. All right. Um, he's got pepper spray, zip ties, a hammer, a screwdriver, a nail punch, a crowbar, a pistol light. A, he's got duct tape, hiking <laughs> boots with padding on the outside of the soles. And then this article says in other items, I'm like, what? what?" I mean, like, (laughs) guys, let's just go for the whole hog. You've already listed all like what else could there be that you are not sharing with us? So this but, but guys, I'm telling you, this is this is the resistance. This is what these people love. And and let me tell you something. They're actually glad they're glad that he did not carry out the murder. And let me tell you why they're glad that he did not carry out the murder because they want just the right amount of fear to control the country. Just the right amount of fear. It's just the threat, just the thought that a person with all of these things could get that close to a justice's home, right? With that intent, that's enough. But see, it, you, you never want the contents of your sin and wickedness to just sort of spill out over the sides before time, right? Mm-hmm. So if he had carried out this attack, that would have been a spilling out because that would have, that would have been too far. You understand that would have lurched this type of resistance back, right? It would have, it would have been a a snatchback. People say, no, absolutely not. And so they really, they're really kind of relieved that that didn't happen. Not because they care about the justice's life. Mm. 
but because they care about their cause, because they care about what they want to do and, and the way they want to advance their cause. Nancy Pelosi said the same thing. And, 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 and what we, what we hope is <laughs> that, uh, that uh, uh, there's enough pressure that remains. Uh, remember the decision, the decision is not final. It's just, uh, uh, and so we hope that there's enough pressure that that will not be the final decision. So what does, what does that have to do? What, what do you, what are you saying? What are you saying? Say be scared. You're saying scare the justices into the decision that you want? That's exactly what she's saying. So so here we are, and, and this is what is happening. But fear is not a new tactic in moves to erase truth or to, or to uh, distort the message of Jesus Christ. Fear is not a new tactic. Now, look, there are some for whom the truth is not a strong conviction. And they will be dismayed by this, right? So they, there, there will be some who, who will decide that, you know, this work is not really, I, I can't, I, I don't know. But, but for those of us who have linked the telling of truth to the gospel, who've linked the telling of truth to eternity, this does not deter us. This does not cause us, I, look, I tell you, look, time and again, time and again, right? The things that we are talking about on this program it is not something that is pleasing to everyone who may catch wind of what we're talking about. But I couldn't, I couldn't host this show along with Will the Great if I were constantly afraid of what might happen to me because of what I'm saying. Do you, under, do you understand mm-hmm. the things I wouldn't say? The things, I, the things I wouldn't agree with publicly? This type of cowardice is never, ever rewarded, nor is it ever celebrated in Scripture. <laughs> Never, ever, never, ever. But this is the type of resistance that the wicked love. This is the type of resistance that they love. Now, the type of resistance that they hate. This is a story that is out of South Carolina. And I want to share this story with you because these are the, the stories that become sort of like the, um, I guess, like the side conversation. They don't really make the the mainstream stories. The story out of South Carolina and the county is Horry County. Let me see if I can find this story. I should have had it right here. Here we go. The Horry County uh, Council rescinds June as Pride Month, this town out of South Carolina. This is the kind of resistance that they hate. And I thought this story was really interesting just from a local news outlet there in in South Carolina running this story. Of course, this is not going to make headlines everywhere. Right. Because far be it from those who are making the news. Right. Far be it from them to stir up sort of like copycat towns where they actually would start to think that, wait, that's a thing. Wait, we could we could actually kind of like rise up and say we don't want these kind of celebrations breaking out across our town. Like we don't Mm -hmm. want this happening in our city. Like so, of course, these kinds of stories are not going to be told far and wide because they don't want people to get the pesky idea that they actually have representative government, (laughs) even -hmm. at the local level, that their voices still matter. But here we go. This is the story. June is no longer Pride Month in Horry County in South Carolina. Following a vote by the county council at Tuesday night's meeting and members, this article says, of the LGBTQ plus IA community said that they are, quote, disheartened. During the meeting, county council members voted to rescind a resolution that had passed on the consent agenda at the May 17th meeting. Horry County Councilman Johnny Vaught spoke to ABC 15 local affiliate there about why he and other members of the council voted against the resolution 
during the reconsideration. He said in May, the resolution did not go through the regular agenda process and had not been brought up for public comment and discussion. Mm. Well, he's just so <laughs> old. He's just old. And he just remembers a time when the public cared and public said things. He just lives in Mayberry. And he just believes that the public should have a say in what happens where they live. Nip it. He just wanted to nip it. Nip it in the bud. Nip it. Vaught said that multiple members of the community that he represents reached out to him and asked why June was designated as Pride Month. And the people that reached out to him said, this is not a quote in the article. This is just the way Miki says it. We don't support that. <laughs> Get that out of here. And guess what? Their T's sound like D's too, Will. We don't support that. <laughs> Love you. Vaughn said that is why he voted to rescind the resolution. And he said it would not be brought up again for reconsideration this year. You heard me? That's just, that's, that's, that's how I would say it. That's how I would say it. Oh. This is the resistance that they hate. Mm. Guys, let me tell you, you live in a culture that is going to have no problem with your Christianity as with your Christianity as long as it remains tucked in. Mm. Like tuck your shirt in. So mm -hmm. as long as long as you can tuck in your Christianity so that it's not showing. All right? Then you're not going to have any problems in culture. But the minute you start speaking out and you start telling the truth about what God says about sexual design, about sexual identity, about what marriage is, as soon as you start telling those things, then it then then you are going to have problems. Mm. So you've got you've got towns like this town, Horry County in South Carolina, that again, they're not going to share this story far and wide because they are they are concerned that it wouldn't produce the kind of result that they hope that it would produce, right? Yeah, that there right. would be shame brought to the county. No, they know where they are. They know they know they, they're scared other backs will be stiffened in, yes. <laughs> in other places. In because life. here's what we don't happen. want that either. <laughs> while we're sitting down, while we're while we're eating our summer tater salad, we'll be like, wait a minute. You mean to tell me I can say I don't like that? Hmm. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me I can go to my council county member and say, hold up a second. County council member. Just fix it, guys. Help me out. They don't want that. Here's some of the, the other resistance that they hate. And you guys are familiar with this. But what I want to do is because you're familiar with the story at this point. I know you guys are such astute watchers of what's happening in the culture. But I, I want to comment on some of the comments that have been made. One comment in particular by an ESPN host named Sarah Spain. And I read her comments in one of the articles that I was reading. And then I thought, I got to find it. I, I wanted to search for it because I wanted you to be able to hear it. Um, I wanted you to be able to hear her in her own words, you know. Um, so you've got, you've got the Tampa Bay Rays baseball players who declined to wear the customized uniforms that were going to be a part of the LGBTQ plus IA um, activism that was going to take place this past weekend. Um, this is something that they've been doing for like 16 years, I read in one article. But you've got five baseball players who, because they are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, they said they couldn't do it. When we get back on the other side of the break, I want to read the comment that was made by sort of the unofficial spokesperson of the group. So maybe sort of like the, the Daniel, maybe, you know, mm -hmm. who's like, look, okay. <laughs> Um, Jesus condemns this behavior. 
Just like he condemns adultery, sex outside of marriage. He condemns this behavior. So we just didn't think, I'm paraphrasing here, we just didn't think we ought to be wearing anything that celebrated what Jesus condemns. Mm. That should be open and shut. Yeah. But this is America. We'll be right back. When you hear this. This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. So they asked me to enter my email address. And the next thing I know, I start getting emails from companies I never even knew existed. What's up with that? Here at the American Family Association, you have our word that we won't give away, sell, or lease your email address to any other organization or company. We're thankful when you take the time to subscribe to AFA Action Alerts, One Million Moms, Engage Magazine, or any of our other online newsletters. Persecuted Christians in China, they're beaten, jailed, and threatened with death, and they need your help today. This is Bible League International, and just outside of Beijing, 12-year-old Ming became a believer after learning English as a second language through a program from Bible League because the Bible is the source of the reading assignments. Ming would lead her father, Daiku, a Confucianist to Christ, but her bitter atheist mother has turned them in for attending a house church near their home outside of Beijing. Now, we're not sure what's going to happen to these two, but they remain faithful in worship, and they're praying for Bibles because in their church of two there's only about three Bibles. Many are known to stay after the service to write down some scriptures just to have something to take into their week. And 50-year-old Katsu, beaten and jailed many times as a pastor, he led his atheist interrogator to Christ. Together they've seen thousands come to Christ. They need Bibles in China. We're sending God's Word to 16,000 persecuted believers. We have to do this by the end of June. So at $5 a Bible, call 800-YES-WORD, 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 or give it sendbiblesnow.org, sendbiblesnow.org. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. And you can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. Our Father, which art in heaven. Yeah, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We may have um, some time to squeeze in maybe a couple calls at the end. I do want to play this clip and then offer some um, biblical commentary after that clip. So I would just tell you, um, I'll give the number, but give me a few minutes before you... (laughs) 
It's like saying <laughs> you're invited to come over to the house. So give me a few minutes to pick up. Like, just give me a few minutes to kind of clean some things up and then, and then we'll move on. But here's the number, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. So talking about the Tampa Bay Rays and uh, pitcher Jason Adam was sort of like, I guess, the unofficial spokesperson for the Christians who were like, why? <laughs> but why, though? You know, like, that's the basic question. Like, why do I need to have this sticker? Why, why do I need this patch on my clothes? Like, why do I need to celebrate this so that you feel better about your choices? That's not what they said. That's just, that's Miki speak, mm. right? Like, I think that needs, like, okay, so so here we go. This is what, uh, this is what Jason Adams said. And then I'm going to play the clip of Sarah Spain, um, ESPN, a sports contributor, which again, when I hear people like this, I'm like, I could be a sports contributor. Like, I guess that's another one of those things that I could do because you don't have to. Anyway, okay. So this is what he said. He, in talking about their decision to not wear these patches, um, he said a lot of it comes down to faith, a faith-based decision. Uh, it's a hard decision because ultimately we all said what we want is for them to know that they are all welcome and loved here. But when we put it on our bodies, mm. I think a lot of guys decided that it's just a lifestyle that maybe not that we look down on anybody or think differently. Lord love them. I understand this. Right. I really do. And I don't want to continue with this quote here. It's just that maybe we don't want to encourage it if we believe in Jesus, who's encouraged us to live a lifestyle that would abstain from that behavior, just like Jesus encourages me as a heterosexual male to abstain from sex outside the confines of marriage. It's no different. And he made sure to say this is not judgmental. This is not looking down. He wanted to make sure that he stressed. We love these men and women. We care about them. Going back into his quotes here, quote, we want them to feel safe and welcomed here. Now, I, you know, looking at this and, and, and you guys probably do this with us when we're hosting this show, you probably like, well, if I were the Addisons, this is what I would have said in that situation. Or mm -hmm. I wish they would have responded to this. And so it is really easy. And I understand this. It is really easy to listen to something come at a person in real time, to listen to their comments and then have the luxury of jotting down what they said with the pen and then picking it apart and telling them how they could have done it better. Right. That is that is a luxury. And I, and I want to be mindful of that, even as I comment on this. But what I want to say to you Christians listening in real time, here's what I want to say. We don't need to give that many disclaimers. Right. Do you notice that the <laughs> world doesn't do that for uh, us, to no. us, or no, with us? Not at all. Do you notice that? They, they don't say, now, we're look, we're going to have the drag queen story hour at school and the three-year-olds and the four-year-olds, they're going to they're gonna attend, okay, we understand that you don't want your children there. And we, we get that. We don't want you to feel like we're judging you for that, you know, but they, they need to be there. It's our personal decision. It's our conviction that they need to be there. We, we understand that this is going to be hard for you guys. to. Con no, they don't do that. They don't do that. They have a position. And not only are they like living, quote unquote, living that position, but they are forcing you to live that position. Many, 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 many years ago, many years ago, I said, point blank, without any disclaimer, without any qualifier, that the acceptance and all of these things that we saw playing out was moving toward celebration, right? It was, it was moving you toward not only condoning it, but participating in it, joining in and doing it. And, and, and look, look, when you read Romans 1, 32, the Bible is very clear that not only do the people who commit these abominable acts against God and the Bible lists them, 
You can go read all of them. Everybody can get in line. This is God's case mm-hmm. against humanity in Romans 1. Mm-hmm. But the Bible also says not only do they do these things, but they give approval of those who do them. So wait a minute. You're saying so the, so the giving of the approval is listed among the, in, the, the uh, offenses that, that, that are levied against God? Yeah. That's what God's saying. It's not just the doing them. It's the approving of them being done. Yeah. All right. So let's let's play this clip here. And I just want to apologize in advance. Um, I, she I don't I don't know if this is, is if this is mild. She uses abbreviation here in her comments. So if you have a little one listening that you don't want to have them ask, what do those letters mean? Then maybe <laughs> she uses an abbreviation, but you guys know what I'm talking about. So just be careful here. But this is Sarah Spain of ESPN. Um, when she was asked to respond to these players resistance they decided they were not going to wear these patches she was asked to weigh in on it i want you to listen to the entire exchange because we have she has a little bit of pushback it's soft but she's got a little (laughs) bit of pushback y'all all All right here we go pride is about inclusion so you don't love them and you don't welcome them if you're not willing to wear the patch and calling it a lifestyle reveals to me that you've done not even a modicum of research or understanding on this topic. It's what tends to happen when a privileged class isn't affected by things. This is not just about baseball. That religious exemption BS, which is used in sport and otherwise, also allows for people to be denied healthcare, jobs, apartments, children, prescriptions, all sorts of rights. And so we have to stop tiptoeing around it because we're trying to protect people who are trying to be bigoted from asking for them to be exempt from it when the very people that they are bigoted against are suffering the consequences. When you say trying to be bigoted. They're trying to use religious exemptions to affect the opportunities, services, uh, available resources for people who are LGBTQ+. And a patch on the jersey in in this way? In the case of sport, no. In the case of sport, though, they're double-talking if they're saying you're welcome while also saying that we don't encourage or or we disagree with it, especially when there are devout people of every single religion that also welcome and are open to people who are born gay. Do you you hear it? I don't know who the co-host is. I wish I did, guys. I honestly, I just I didn't care to research enough. But look, I, I, the co-host is like, and it, it's like, it's one of those, and you are, and you're here to do what? So she, she's just, she's gone off, right? And, and so she is feeling very self-satisfied because she has hit all of the talking points. She even caps it off with born gay. That's, that's like, which... She should have checked the most recent documents because they don't even like that's not it's just whatever we want. We're not we're not trying to claim this as innate. It's whatever we want. So she kind of didn't check the latest guidance for what she should been should have been saying. But did you notice the other host who's kind of like and the patch on the jersey? Okay, and. He's a bigot because why? Like you're trying to just trying, <laughs> trying to figure, to figure, it, figure out. it out. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, he can't question her on it. Why? Because she's a woman, and because she has a certain she's and and because we live in a very gnostic culture, and right? She, yeah. And she's where speaking if you have on, a certain knowledge, you can speak with authority. Exactly. Go ahead. And she's in the and the the way she's speaking, she's speaking in a positive sense towards that agenda. So he can't just go he can't in question her. Right. Right. And she's speaking and notice it. And it's not in because her delivery is nonsense. 
Guys, what she is saying is nonsense that for a Christian to have deeply held religious beliefs, religious convictions that are orthodox, right? Because mm-hmm. she says, but you got all these other groups that are claiming the same type of, you know, Christianity and, and they, they welcome. They, and so then I would say, where find you that in scripture? Mm. Let's, let's go back to those Christians documents. Let's do a side by side comparison. You see, we actually have a book that we refer to mm-hmm. as our tenets of faith. We, we didn't just pull it out of air and say, hey, those people make me uncomfortable, so let's now all not get the patch. Mm-hmm. No, we, we actually have a tenet of faith. We actually have a book, right? We actually have a collection of writings that we refer to for our faith and practice. And so when people say things that are ridiculous like that, this is just, they're just trying to, to, to closet their bigoted mm-hmm. hearts, and, and then you say you got other Christians who accept this and, and but but the question must be from us so but where find ye that in scripture yeah where yeah. where do those christians go to excuse the sin mm-hmm. that they have to actually first consult the bible to identify sin where do they go so we have we have easy answers to this but i was reminded i was reminded of first peter first peter chapter 4 i'm going to start at verse 3 mm-hmm. For the time, for the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do, living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties and lawless idolatry. Verse four. With respect to this, they are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery. And guys, the Bible says they malign you, but they Mm. will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. So what was Sarah Spain doing? She was maligning Christians who are faithful to God's word. Mm. Yep. She was maligning them because they refused to join in. They don't understand. They're surprised that they don't join in. Why don't you just wear the patch? Why don't you just join in? Mm-hmm. And when the, when the Christian refuses to join in, they are maligned in culture. So what do we have to do? We have to just prepare ourselves for that. Yeah. We have to recognize that we have a long history of suffering. That began with Jesus. <laughs> we have a long history of suffering. The Apostle Peter again says that Jesus suffered, leaving us an example of how we are to suffer. So kudos to these Christian men who said, yeah, you know, we're not going to we're not going to do it. Here's here's what I hope. Here's what I, I truly long for. I long to see Christians doing more of this. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yes, it, you know, there, there are some other things that you can do in addition, but, but can I say something? Sometimes Christians will say, well, is there a lawmaker that we can contact? And, and then they think that that excuses them from any personal responsibility as a holder of the torch. What is our personal responsibility as we carry the gospel? What is our personal responsibility? It's not the responsibility solely of those who are making the laws in this country. It's not the responsibility of those who are sitting behind the desk, but it's, it's your responsibility in your daily faithful execution of the faith. What does God require of you? What is he, what is he asking? You see, we, we all are, I really believe And our children, Lord, help us with our children. By the way, let me tell you something. I think it is totally fitting. This is my opinion, and you guys know that. You listen. This is our commentary. In the situation like what happened with Justice Kavanaugh at his home, this is the type of conversation that you need to have with your older Gen Zs. 
So for our big three, this is a conversation that we would bring to them with all of the information in the story. And it would sound something like this. Hey, guys, we want to share something with you and let you know what's going on. They already know the current conversation right now about the anticipated overturn of Roe versus Wade. They understand what that means, that it goes back to the states, unlike a lot of these crazies who are and I who are out here acting beside themselves. Our kids understand this because we've talked to them about it. So this is the kind of conversation that we would sit down with them and we would say, hey, guys, we want to share with you this story so that you can see what's happening in the world. And guess what? You really don't have to go far to see the type of outrage that will come from our children when we show them how wicked men love wickedness. You understand, our kids are confused that there are things that don't outrage us as much as they should. They think we just live in the world and we're just kind of like, okay with what's going on. Mm. We have got to show them that truth is worth defending and that there is a right outrage over wickedness. And we're going to have many more opportunities to to do it. They will increase. They will increase. So what is the faithful Christian to do? The faithful Christian is to keep Bible in hand. (laughs) Continue toward that celestial city. (laughs) Mm. Continue looking ahead. While we navigate what's happening on either sides of us, but keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. We live among wicked people who have no joy for truth. They would prefer the lie to to just to just say it simply. Mm. They would prefer the lie. All right. I think our phone systems uh, are working now, so we probably can squeeze in one call. Will the great. Where do we go? All right. Let's see. We can go to Todd in Louisiana. Hey, Todd, are you there? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just want to comment on the judge. I mean, this is an outrage, and it should be, you know, screamed through. If if it was a liberal that it just happened to, I mean, it would be front-page news. Mm-hmm. But Everywhere. because it's conservative, you know, we, 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 we get put on a back burner. Mm-hmm. Okay, another thing, too. This is all about Roe versus Wade and same-sex marriage, no matter how you, no matter how you spin it. They know that they're they're outnumbered on the court, so they want to do whatever they can do to get it to where they'll be, you know, in the majority. And I'm Mm -hmm. hanging up and listening to Mm y'all. No, you're absolutely right. This is about wickedness. And this is about keeping a nation um, in the cloud of unjust laws. Yeah. In the cloud of unjust laws. Listen, guys, we've, we've got the blood of innocent babies by the millions crying out from this earth, from from our land. Right. This land is your land. This land is my land. <laughs> right. But in it, man, is the rottenness of the blood of innocence crying out from the land. Guys, if you can imagine this, if you if you could see this, biblically speaking, from God's vantage point, like these babies don't just they don't just go away. See, which is the lie of the abortion industry. They don't just go away. These babies have souls. Right. They are made in the image of God. God cares about this. So what you are watching, actually, as we see this playing out across the country, we are watching wickedness writhing, writhing and contorting. Hmm. All right. We're out of time until tomorrow. Lord willing. God bless.